Welcome to Season 7, Episode 2 of Book Record Beer. If you're in the water, steer clear of those shells. I'm here, Nick Mahalik, to talk about some pretty awesome art today with uh, my good friend Daniel DeFranco. Say hello. Pew, 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 pew. Gotcha. <laughs> Little Nick and Dan cast. Little Nick and Dan. Nick and Dan. Yeah. Little Nick and Dan. Any, uh, Gregorio fans out there, you'll see him soon. We don't know when, but a few times this season he he shall return. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're betting, go for it. Take go em. for it. Just go, you know. Yep. I got... I will uh, do a backflip <laughs> if he if he's if he does another cast. <laughs> so Dan's got a real low percentage here. If you're betting against Dan, you might win big. Um, yeah. In any case, season seven, episode two, little Nick and Dan cast. Uh, this is this is an interesting one. I've connected these in a way that perhaps might seem very obvious on the surface, but underneath has uh, honestly, it's just a weird factoid that made me put these together. Um, little little fun fact, uh, which is a little wild. It's actually not fun at all, but it is a fact. So give us it. Give us. I, it. I'm not doing it right. I'm not going to do it right now. I'll do it in a few minutes. I'm not going to... Ooh, the carrot, the, the tease, the foreplay. Oh. It's hanging. So uh, what are we doing? We are looking at Anthony Durer's uh, short story collection um, from uh, Scribner. Um, this was uh, in 2002, The Shell Collector, with the uh, title story probably being the one we're going to focus on most um, but there are eight really solid stories in there. Anthony Doerr's The Shell Collector. We're also looking at Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions. Fucking fantastic album. And um, Wait, we're doing Stevie Wonder? Yeah, Inner Visions. Oh, fuck, dude. I listened to System of a Down. <laughs> I, and you know what? With Gregorio not here, that totally made up the difference. I think that alone has made the presence you know as if you were here that's, that's i'm fucking with you i i listened to stevie wonder dude if you would have opted for new metal over one of the greatest albums ever made i would have i would have been astounded um also that's just a song by them isn't it yeah, yes i'll steal this album yeah, which i did no shit and the uh, beer, I'm going to say this is the marquee beer for a few reasons. Uh, I'm drinking Anchorage Brewing Company's The Return. It's a table saison, canned conditioned. Oh, saison. saison. And what do you got going on hey, there, lucky guy? Hold on, hold on. How did your friends at Tired Hands feel <laughs> about you uh, getting, about removing your lips from their bottle? Oh, man. There's such a line. That it was as if I didn't, you know, exist. Um, yeah, you know that dude. 
that was well, I, I think we shit on them a lot on this cast. I do anyway. You love them. I, I a, like the shill. beers. You're a shill. I'm not a. The guy's back in charge. Shill. He's back in oh, charge. Is he? They play. They played lip service. They let it quiet back down. He's back to his fucking oh, shit. Oh boy. It's the proximity, dude. I you know, I'd be at New Ridge, and my lips would be squarely placed if 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 I still lived at Dupont Street. You know what I mean? New Ridge is so good, dude. It's fantastic, and that's where I'd be. So it's a and that's your uh, hyper local news corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and so those are our three things. If I were to introduce my good friend Daniel DeFranco um, as a uh, musician who is still, uh, regardless of uh, impairment, disability, whatever it might be, uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal musician. You might be thinking, oh, Nick, surely you'll say uh, Ludwig van Beethoven. Um, incorrect. And then you're thinking, well, are you gonna are you gonna give him a little poke? Are you gonna go Kenny G? No. Are you gonna get real funny uh, uh, with it and 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 do a do a you know a, a Tony Iommi or, or or something like that? No, sir. If if my friend Daniel were to be an impaired musician who still fucking rips, uh, he would surely be Brian Wilson. Um, and I say this because, without a doubt, right. I think that Daniel, you got in ear, just like Wilson does. One. But it's a really good one. I appreciate the high And um, I also think that I would, just like I would for Brian Wilson, love to be the dude off stage holding up the sign that says, don't panic, Daniel. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> and, uh, and that's where I draw the parallel. Uh, what is that from? <clears throat> that's like literally from most of his concerts post like 1995. Oh, someone has a sign that says "Don't panic, yeah, Brian." Everything is going to be fine. Yeah, off stage, they're just like looking right at him because he's set up with the piano, looking off stage. Oh my yeah. God, I love. I don't really like the Beach Boys, and I think it's because <clears throat> I think just the recordings weren't awesome. I think had they recorded in like Abbey Road Studio or not in that like West Coast. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the name? The uh, not the Hit Squad. What was the name of their? Um, yeah, the uh, the house band. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, people are probably yelling it at oh, us right now. Fucking, there's the re- the, the wrecking, wrecking crew. crew. I was just saying, the there's a whole documentary on yeah. that, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking, it's a good documentary. Um, well, didn't they? they didn't anyway, they record the with person. what's his name and his wall of sound at one point, like Pet Sounds or something? Or am I? I no, no, no. Pet Sounds was Wrecking Crew. crew. All right, my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I remember he had he had a symphonic sort of thing going on for. Some pet sound stuff. Yeah, but it's, it was it was all him. <clears throat> Even though I know it's in stereo, it's it all sounds like it's in mono. Yeah, dude, those early mm. like the the surfing stuff is all all it's tough. Mono. It's tough, yeah, yeah. Because I really like it too, but the drums are so tinny, I just can't get into it. Yeah, the recordings yeah. are bad. Um, if I had to introduce you as a musician who suffered uh, an impairment, whether it was uh, through through birth or an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, or an oil spill, um, a chemical 
a chemical spill where you know you lost all your senses, but you could fight really good because a blind guy named Stick taught you. Um, <laughs> I would introduce you as Rick Allen. Oh, the dr- <laughs> of course, the dr- the drummer from Def Leppard. Um, such an obvious choice. Oh yeah, because you're a drummer. Of course. But but here's here's but the he thread. Wails. He does well, but he got into a car accident, and I know. Uh, one Nicholas Mahalik, you love to rev that old <laughs> Camaro. <laughs> oh boy! And I know in your younger years, oh, maybe buddy. you revved that uh, the old V8. Oh boy! Maybe a little, little harder than you should have <laughs> when you shouldn't so have. So many close calls. Yeah. No. So uh, not funny, but also uh, the truth. It's right there, yep. that thin line. You were Rick yeah. Allen. Yeah. Uh, could have could have been Rick Allen many a time. That's so factual. I was just the rock and roll. I was at the rock and roll hall of fame a few weeks back, and uh, nice. they have his they have his prototype of um, the foot like pedal? His floor pedals. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really cool. It is so it's like, cool. It's like trigger pads. Yep. They all are. Really yeah, cool. his, he's got yeah. the snare, and then like the coolest thing is I saw a video of him. I think it was like on a drum video or something, and he was showing, he was demonstrating how he did fills. So he has a snare foot mm-hmm. pedal and then he has a tom foot pedal. And so he would do he would just, you know, right, left, right, left, right, left. Mm-hmm. But with with f- foot to hand, it's ah, it's just a weird thing to wrap your head around. You know what I mean? Like to get it to sound so well, I mean, clean. If you, um, if you think about it from a drummer point of view, right, your um, left foot most of the time isn't doing anything. It's just holding down the high. Two four. Yeah. So. You know. That's a limb. Use it. You swap one limb out for yeah, the other. Yeah, no. I it's the fill though. You know what I mean? Like it's it's that yeah. that sort of like um I mean frankly for me the first thing I thought about was the bounce from the head mm-hmm. is, is you're playing with both those. So if you only have the one, you're not yeah. getting the and and to get this I mean it's crazy because it's all so nuanced even though you guys like to say that it's not regardless no 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 no. i i appreciate drumming and i'm not undermining it i'm just pointing out that i never really thought about it it's like oh you're just training that other limb Mm -hmm. yeah that you know you're not really using you're training you're training a leg to be an arm it's fucking squadron independence baby yeah hey let's jump uh we got a story that i i really fucking like you did a good job. yeah man uh so the shell collector you may know our author uh, Doer from his, I believe, 2014 uh, novel, All the Light We Cannot See, which won the Pulitzer Prize. Um, and so that that was like a big thing for him. But years before, he came out with this collection. And it's just, I, I there's a few short story collections that I'll revisit really frequently. I don't know if you do this as well, Daniel. Um, Sometimes, but yeah. like um, Everything Ravaged, Everything Burned, which we've already done in the cast. That one I'll revisit all the time. Uh, Alaska Stories I'll revisit mm-hmm. quite frequently. Um, and this one, The Shell Collector, I'll revisit very often because um, beyond that, I, I, I mean, I teach this story as well, The Shell Collector, um, to, my, to my ninth grade. Uh, it's one of their summer reading stories. And the thing that I love about this, to just get into it and, and, and start with it, is we have um, what – for all intents and purposes, is, is, is a very uh, relatively simple setup, which is uh, a, a, a man who in his younger years, um, uh, after you know, a hunting trip, begins to lose his eyesight and, and, and then he goes blind. 
uh, and mm. he ultimately um, finds himself uh, an expert in a particular type of super poisonous um, uh, uh, creature that lives in a very small cone shell. Uh, and he is the expert in, in his field in this, and uh, it's wild because he's blind, and he wades into uh, these waters in Africa uh, and, uh, and, and, and finds this, this shell. Uh, and, um, and then, you know, the meditation, I think, is really on this idea of isolation um, and, and, and things of that mm -hmm. nature. But, um, you know, he has a son, and he, he encounters various people who, who, for one reason or, or another, stumble into his life. Um, and the, the constant is, you know, this idea of, I think, uh, the individual being, no matter what, alone and just this blindness sort of amplifying that, uh, that sense of isolation um, or the reality of it. Um, but every single person he comes across is, uh, in effect, alone, right? They, they, they have all these other attachments in their lives, but they're, they're alone when they come in contact with him. Um, and this idea that we're sort of these isolated uh, atoms bumping into one another is 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 sort of the the, the thing that struck me most about this. Um, that that it, it feels like a meditation on the idea of isolation. Um, and so that that's 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 my sort of like thing that I can never get away from with this. No matter how many times I read it, I, I just I'm, I'm I'm sort of crushed by the reality of that. Uh, how about yourself? What do you what do you think about this this little this little piece. I certainly want to read it again. Um, this was a fantastic choice. <clears throat> Thank you, sir. Um, I was, so first of all, I was a little pissed at you because we were uh, supposed to be doing um, short work. <laughs> and then you sent over a 30-page uh, story. Right, right, right. And I'm like... <laughs> My man's giving me a fucking novella. <laughs> but uh You who reads Poe though, um, all Poe <clears throat> stuff is fucking long. I pretend I don't read Poe. <laughs> <laughs> I can only picture uh Eric now with his enormous Poe <laughs> fucking sleeve just sitting there like, What? Is anything real? What the fuck? I have a couple of Poe tattoos and some posters in my classroom. <laughs> it's it's all a it's all a charade. Um <laughs> I would love that to be true, though. That would be so it's fucking not, funny. It's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Eric. Yeah. Don't don't trip there, buddy. <laughs> on your fucking fifty mile fucking running. Nonsense. Oh my gosh! What an what an asshole! The guy ran fifty miles. <laughs> he did. Like, and not even not even like away from something. <laughs> there was no predator. <laughs> no, no, just just <laughs> right. his own uh, mortality. <laughs> if anything, Hunt he's running closer Hunt. to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's, there's the heart is going to explode. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> so the shell collector, um, yes, isolation, absolutely. Um, the word that I was thinking of was uh, solitude, mm. and um, I couldn't quite place the feeling that I had until I went back and looked at the New York Times review on this uh, mm. collection from 2002. I'm sorry, that, yeah, the New York yep. Times. And their, their title of uh, the review was called Rivers Run Through It. And I was like, you <laughs> son of a bitch, that's fucking it. That's fucking it. Yeah. Um, I love A River Runs Through Sainsies. It. I love that Norman McLean uh, novella with those short stories. And that's one that I 
I go back. Yes, that's true. Um, from time that's to time. another one, yeah. Um, so um, in hindsight, kind of coming back to the shell collector with, with that with that touchstone of, of a river runs through it, um, there's there's a great story here in the shell collector, but but there's there's poetry in in how the the process of going not going blind but of this of this our unnamed narrator right? he doesn't have a name right I don't believe so no. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, how our unnamed narrator... He's or, just or the shell character. collector. I mean, that's how he's referred to. He's just yeah. a shell collector, yeah. Um, how he describes the shells, how he interacts with with his world. Yeah. How he interacts with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, his son, particularly, that was yeah. very... Um, I don't think harrow- harrowing is the right word. Um I mean, kind of crushing, to be honest, like that's, you know, and it's that particular thing is is wildly emotional because Mm -hmm. there's effort, right? There's there's such an effort on the son's part to come see the father to uh, try and engage in, in, in his life. There's the letters, there's all this stuff. And and you you really I thought I would lose so much sympathy and I did lose some but like there was there's still this like seemingly like bottomless well of sympathy for the shell collector for Mm -hmm. some reason and I don't know why or what Dewar's done is still after however many reads to have painted him in such a way that I still have that emotion um, resonating even though that I, I know that like and I've been wrestling with this a lot like this whole idea of like what it means to be a good person and to treat people mm-hmm. well and, 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 and what we're, what we're putting out there and, and all this stuff. Like it's this, it's, it, there's so much woven into this, um, you know, with, with, with the various characters, they all sort of represent something else in society, you know? And I think the son being mm-hmm. that real, uh, strong familial connection and this idea of love in a way that's not romantic, that's not anything, but you know, uh, what perhaps is that, that core, affection that we feel for another person um is really is 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 really just so powerful um mm-hmm. and yet how the sun you know how, how it turns out for the sun and 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 the shell collector's sort of reaction to it and um it's um it's so strange to 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 like have to i this was the thing i actually struggle with is like how am I, how are we going to talk about this story? Because there's so many ways, there's such an ambiguity. You know, I don't think he holds mm. your hand at all. I don't think he gives you much of anything but the story. And, and you, with this much going on, you, you kind of need to. I think one of the reviewers that I read said that he has, you know, they named, they name dropped all these uh, fucking fiction writers, but then they were like, and he has the, the, um, the, the poet's affinity for metaphor. And and that's the thing is like he has so much of that in here mm-hmm. that I'm like wow is 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 he's fucking good yeah dude. you know there's no other way really to fucking say right he's he's a good writer well, I, I, and it's it's like he put this out when he was in his twenties you know really yeah dude oh fuck him he was like twenty he was like ten years younger than I am now when he put this out how do you have such how do you inhabit the characters uh, sympath- in this way. Yeah, you know? a sympathetic awareness of 
of the world when you're in your 20s. And it's the, re- you know, so some of it I know Good is research, him. right? He's, he's researched yeah. the, the, these tribes and, and, and their customs, mm-hmm. and that's why. So, like, that's what I was going to yeah, bring in the little girl, right? That's, is she, it's not the heart of it's the not, story. It's not. But I wonder, like, you know, is, is, is so in that, in that, and, and, and you know, this, this has been out for, you know, 20 years now, so. I implore you, dear reader, to to, to check this out. Um, so, if if I may, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I think Dewar, and that's we're going with that pronunciation, Anthony Dewar. Uh, that's the way I've always pronounced it, actually. And I just now that you're saying it, I wonder if I've been doing it right. Well, Anthony, Anthony. We're, hey, we're buddies hey, now. Aunt, yeah. What up, Aunt? Aunt. Hey, y'all. Hey, Tony. Long time here, Tony. Buddy. Tony D. <laughs> All right, <laughs> the way that he, uh, my man Tony, um, <laughs> uh, set the story up is that we've got our shell collector taking care of things. Mm. A custodian? By himself, yes, if you will. A, uh, a steward yes. of, of nature, of other life that, yeah. can't, that can't take care of itself. Mm. Um, yes. I mean, that's actually not true, like these snails and other... Um, crustaceans and uh, shelled yeah. things like they they're pretty good at taking care of themselves they're pretty good at survival yeah. without him but yeah, he's intruding he in is, their world if yeah. anything but in a way he has a not in a way he has enormous respect and um almost i wouldn't say like a religious um uh obedience to them um there's a word it's just not coming to me. Have you noticed this lately that words just aren't Dude, coming to me? It's been to happening you? to me too. Yeah, for weeks. I think it's yeah. the end of the year stress, like knowing all this stuff is coming to a head. Yeah. And, and you're just trying to, yeah. Dude, I'm like teaching, I'm teaching, and Same. I'm just like, guys, you know, the, I'm like, come on. Dude, you know? and it'll be certain classes where you turn it on, you're like, hey, nice. And then the next I'm one, like, you, you're whew. spent, so you got nothing left. It's, it's crazy. In any case, so uh, I think the shell collector he's got a um, a he's he's honoring things. Mm-hmm. That's not what the word I'm really looking for, but that's what we're going with right now. I'm half listening. I'm trying to think of the fucking <laughs> <laughs> and and then he's not like subservient either. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's he he is the caretaker, the steward, um, and then people come to him for help. Yeah. So right away, we're, we're, he's put into this position of he's the one being imposed upon, mm-hmm. but he's kind. So I think that's our buy-in with this guy right away. Yeah. So I think that's why we actually care about all this other shit. Yeah. That said. And also, he seems the, to, there seems to be, uh, uh, pardon me, but I, there does seem to be something supernatural, right? Like, that, uh, not supernatural, but that his senses in losing one are heightened in other ways do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he does seem to be touched or special in some way um and i think people are drawn to people like that yeah there's there's um a when i was reading this i was like oh this is this is like what comes after steinbeck oh okay i like that there was that there was that quality slash Hemingway. I mean, they were both, you know, writing around the same time. This just seems like the next iteration of that really simple, that's the Hemingway mm-hmm. bit, but then just this lush, salt-of-the-earth 
um, descriptive language, the Steinbeck, yeah. um, that really just pulls you in. So even if you're not sympathetic to the shell collector, because that shouldn't be the only reason you are drawn into a story is, is sympathy for a character. Right. Um, but we're just pulled into the world, I think, because Dewar, like, just right away, it's it's just this beautiful language. Mm -hmm. It's this quasi-interesting scene that I don't have a familiar familiarity with. You know, the shell collector was scrubbing limpets at his sink when he heard the water taxi come scraping over the reef. Love it. I mean... What do we have? We have so many. I mean, that's sensory writing right there. I'm I'm in that kitchen. Yep. I hear the water yeah. in two ways. I hear, I hear the water in the sink. I hear the water out the window, right? Faintly. Mm -hmm. I hear the wind. I hear the scraping mm -hmm. of what to me is a shitty boat. So there's like clanging mm -hmm. and weird sounds there. And and I and I see the little shell and the clink of it being put in the bucket or whatever it's being put in. And but but you're feeling that too. Absolutely. There's no like physical uh descriptions here but you're feeling that by way of well suggestion. he's made a tactile through the d these other descriptions yeah mm -hmm. and then you're smelling because it's like oh a water taxi mm -hmm. well okay so we're at a place where there's water we all know what this kind of water sounds like or smells yeah. like and a, and a limpet i don't i don't know what a fucking limpet is but if you're scrubbing it it must be it must be small enough to be in a right. sink yeah i'm um, you're getting some type of marine life thing mm -hmm. so think that is what pulls us in and then our character is being imposed upon yeah and so like okay i'm in this world i am the shell collector oh yeah and now these mother these motherfuckers are coming it. to me they want they want my story and my goods my poison dude those two guys i cannot help but think of the bobs the from fucking uh office, office space. space yeah 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 office space mike judges office space I can't help but think of the bobs um, mm -hmm. for many reasons. But that that whole thing of like him commenting on American celebrity and our need for celebrity co coupled mm -hmm. with the sort of native uh, group's need for a shaman or healer or something like that. Right. Yeah. There's there's this 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 intrinsic need that we have to look to someone who is endowed, who is extra, who has something that, mm. um, you know, we can revere or, 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 or follow. Uh, and it's a, it's a wild thing because it, it's another thing I, I wrestle with is like there's, there's in America, especially there's this whole focus on, on individualism and, and not even like the rugged individualism, just like the idea of individualism and, and being a contributor and all this other stuff. And, and not being a cog and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, but also this very current thing of like that the only things, the only way things happen is if we recognize the power of unity and, and us being one and how we're all, you know, sort of uh, uh, linked in that way. Mm -hmm. And when one suffers, the rest of us do. And, and more and more, there's getting to be more of us than there is of them. And we joining the other side is no longer really like an option, you know? And so that whole yeah. thing of looking to someone like, I really, I really, I wonder why we do it, you know? I, I And here it seems to be for the nookie, I think, is why he does it. 
Well, I was gonna say in this instance, in this story, if 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 there's anything being posited by Dort, he's saying that we do it out of necessity, right? Mm-hmm. It seems that there's 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 a, a need for us to survive, and that certain people are uh, a key to our to our survival in this way. Um, and and I feel like that's just reductive. I I, I need to work past it. Um, because, you know, this idea that that some of us are X and the rest of us are Y uh, or whatever it might be um, just doesn't it just doesn't sit right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see it in practice all the time. No, ab- absolutely. Um, would you would you say that he is an individual? I think that he's begrudgingly an individual. I think that yeah. he, he, it doesn't seem to me that he ever worked through this like really drastic thing, right? I think that he just carried on. It seemed to be that to me that, that he carries on uh, and he, he just sort of presents and continues to, mm-hmm. to move forward and he happens to uh, be endowed with X uh, sense or skill now. And so he uses that to carry on and continue to survive. Um, but he he um, he just can't operate in in the whole of society in the way that um, perhaps others want him to or, or need him to. Yeah. And and the fact is, is like everybody that comes to him, you know, there's the American woman who's stung or bitter. I f- what is it actually? It's like. It's a, it's a sting essentially, right? Because there's a there's yeah, a proboscis I, 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 that, that comes out and and you know. Yeah. So in any case, I had to look it up. They they actually look quite beautiful. I can see why someone would accidentally get stung right, by them. Yeah, and they're and they're so minuscule, they're so powerful. Um, but in any case, yeah, she she you know she's she's really, you know, uh, struggling. She's well, she's got malaria, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then of course he he saves her with the sting and 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 this this idea of um, of nature. I, I always look at it as um, you know he's sort of wielding nature, and nature. She is, he didn't he didn't sting her on purpose. She got stung by accident in the, in the house. Yeah, because he has all these yeah. all these shells. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, the the young girl is the one who he you know after they find out about the American woman, the young girl is the one. Who uh, is yeah. is sick and 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 they go? You can cure her, right? And uh, she is the daughter of a of a of a leader in the in the town. So, to that point, and kind of to our larger conversation, I think um, I feel like the shell collector, the way that he's um, put forward for us as the reader, is that he exists in. He exists like in a point in space, not not time so much because he goes he has a seems like he has a pretty full life, um, but he exists in a point I think like we all do that singular isolated uh, solitudinal uh, way of living, yeah. and er- and everything revolves I want to say revolves everything moves around him mm-hmm. and it intersects and it just passes through it's like. Um, I don't know, like a rock in a stream where you're just, you're there, yeah. this is your life, and everything kind of washes over you and, and passes through, and 
Some things want to take things from you. Some things want to give things to you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I see that. And you're just and you're just trying to understand it mm-hmm. all. Like, baby, I just want to, I just want to collect these shells. Right. Yeah. Or or you know write these books or teach these kids or make these pies or whatever that thing yep. is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really accurate. Uh, absolutely. That he's yeah he's singularly focused, but he ends up being some kind of conduit. Um, for these other things and 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 whether it be almost like um deity-esque you know uh mm-hmm. or not it's 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 also you know addressing this myth that we make you know as well like we're making a myth of this man or they are anyway uh, uh both in in the immediate in the in the you know the space where he actually exists and then from afar this myth is being made and of course that you can only imagine how that's going to be gobbled up in america and 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 how large it's gonna gonna become especially if it especially if it's one of ours you know we're gonna love that um and yeah so just put just put some context for our listener um the shell collector the news of him uh of of saving the poisonous wealthy american snails yeah it travels wide and the two gyms um, that, I mean, this is page one. The two gyms are the ones that visit mm-hmm. him, and they want to write a story. They do. They take it back. Um, so it's like yeah. it's like I, I I think of the Andy Kaufman, um, you know, where he he's got what pancreatic cancer or stomach cancer, lung cancer, yeah, lung cancer, right? Um, <clears throat> in in his last hope, he goes to <clears throat> like the highest mountain of the Himalayas or whatever it is to find some. Yeah. Um, shaman type really, character it was, and it's a sham it's all a fucking yeah. sham yeah that's so disappointing um, yeah i and it's it's funny too because i know um as a kid uh i was taken to a lot of these places they're all over the place there's a bunch in in pennsylvania there's a bunch in like the pine barrens and stuff where people claim to have and usually it's some sort of form of christianity they claim to have some mm-hmm. sort of saint or somebody appear and, and and this is that they built an altar around it and stuff and and it's all bullshit but like the uh the thing here is 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 backed by this science you know where where he, he mm-hmm. he's a scientist he knows these mm-hmm. things well we're talking about poison and 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 back to the thing i was i was mentioning is like there is a quality about him that um and i guess this is one of the things i did want to talk about is like um is it in, inherently wrong uh or unjustified to make myths of people to to create to create gods that exist uh living gods you know and 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 the thing is is he's literally wielding nature and nature carries with it this ability to uh, bring death or bring life, um, and 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 he's essentially, you know, uh, I think in 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 no uncertain terms, playing God a little bit here, reluctantly, mm-hmm. like he doesn't want to, um, but the 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 there's the accidental uh, event with the wealthy American woman, and then there's the 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 real event where you know the the young girl. Uh, is is in this this really bad way uh, and he purposely you know sort of does that um, for her and and that whole thing to me um, I guess the question is are, are are we would we be better off not to make gods of mortals yes <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, dear listener, I wish you could have seen his face. Like, that was the dumbest fucking thing I could have said. Like, obviously, you dickhead. Yeah, I guess, but I, I, I guess this is the thing. Like, if if we didn't have it in us to do that, right? If that wasn't some mm-hmm. instinct, uh, you know, built into our biology from years and years and years of us fucking doing this, yeah. I don't think her father would have been so ready to put her in that dangerous situation. Um, you're talking about desperate people. That's true. <clears throat> nothing, nothing has worked. Yeah. Um, I don't have children, but I felt like in my own life with some, some health things, I've felt pretty desperate. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll shove this paste up my ass sure. because my head hurts, you know, whatever I found on the internet. Um, <laughs> but I can imagine yeah. <laughs> as sure as a parent, nothing has worked for your kid, but you heard just across the river, you can get a water taxi. Motherfucker's gonna sting you with some snails. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Um, so that's true. Desperation think, is is maybe desperation is the god, right? Desperation is the thing that we we sort of like pushes us to to ends we would have never reached, right? To places we would have never gone. You know, um, yeah. it it it, it uh, moves this moves the species forward. In any case, that and fucking psilocybin mushrooms. Um, I'm sorry. Can we get some, can we get some of those for next cast? Um, absolutely. So, do a cast. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ, that would be the longest, <laughs> weirdest cast. That that would have to be a live stream. Yeah. For our on our free Patreon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I do want to talk about the most obvious metaphor because you say you teach this. So I'm curious to hear if if your students pick this up or. Um, if maybe it's not that obvious, and I'm just really fucking smart. Well, I think it's a little column A, a little column um, B, probably. Yeah, it's probably mostly column B. <laughs> yeah. When isn't it? <laughs> Which, whichever one is when I'm dumb. Whichever one is the obvious <laughs> one is the column. The All column right. you pointed out was the one. You're a fucking genius. No, that's not the one I want, <laughs> or I mean here, surprisingly. Um, it's called a shell collector. What does a fucking shell do? That's a question. Yeah, that's one thing that we do talk about a lot, because the, the, the shell... Uh, a lot of students pick up on and and argue that the 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 shell is 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 representative of or juxtaposed to the shell collector's self-imposed isolation, just as um, and for for protection, just as the snail mm-hmm. does it for its own protection. Um, yeah, and and he collects different shells. Every facet of his life, he has built some type of a uh, wall, some type of reasoning. Mm-hmm his way to not fully engage, whether it's with the woman who really, all she wanted to do was hang out, yeah. leave her husband and wife, put a little stank on his hang you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, that, right, right? That's all she wanted, right? It'll uh, so. Yeah. Uh, we got, we got uh, the gyms. They just want something. He's got to build that wall. Yeah. His fucking, his fucking kid, he, rat, he reasons with us by way of this third person uh, point of view, limited point of yeah. view. Um, like I don't understand the kid. He's more like his mother, and we're all of us like, okay, I cool. I guess that makes sense yeah, to me. Yeah, that the the he one reasons with, yeah everything. the one with the, the one with the kid is tough for me because the kid really is so genuine, and I think the kid sees that the father, the shell collector, like does need somebody. Like he recognizes that if you are, a, but does a, he? I, I think so, man. And that's the thing that I think doesn't get. Uh, fully addressed until until the end 
or near the end yeah, with the young girl and he's turned over in the waves and like you know mm-hmm. his whole his 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 balance is is thrown completely off um and yeah. I, I think that's that's a really important thing is that he recognizes that wow like i thought i could do this by myself i thought i could exist in this way i mean you really we cannot be islands you know we're urgently curious mm-hmm. and we're also social all human can beings. you live on an island though yeah but you need that inner that that interaction and i think he um thinking that he's protecting others and himself is is realizing real fast that that um in in fact that's that's the, that's not actually uh the the way that perhaps he should be uh living i mean because being alone with yourself for too long is 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 a really rough go you know mm-hmm. i don't know anybody that's like yeah i love it it's the best right there's a reason that people literally will have mental illnesses triggered if they're in solitary confinement for too long you know yeah. it's 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 not healthy for us um and i think the son genuinely wants to help him recognize that and you know the the dog is is almost his like surrogate human and it's not enough mm-hmm. like we do all these things that we convince ourselves are enough and they're 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 never enough the obvious thing is usually what we actually need or want yeah and that's why i feel Here, for this here's yeah. here's my um glib review of the story <laughs> blind guy realizes he needs other people <laughs> That's it, dude. I That's cannot believe you said that while I took a huge drink of water. I almost lost <laughs> it on every electronic device I have. <laughs> Holy shit! Right into this fucking microphone, dude. But that, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I think. I I don't think there's been a year that I've taught this where students haven't wanted to shake him a little bit, you know. Yeah. And and it's not that they're like mad at him. It's just that. I think everybody can can identify with that need to be alone and want to be mm-hmm. alone and the recognition that it can only last for so long before you 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 absolutely need other people. You know what? I, I, I might walk back my initial praise. The writing is beautiful. I'm not going to walk that back. I don't think you can. It's, it's fucking awesome. No. But do better, doer. <laughs> you wanted <laughs> what, what more did you want, though? It, it it all seems so obvious now, a well, blind a, guy, yeah, with shells, right. But that's the beauty of it. I don't that's know. the beauty of it. I, it's because I it is. All right. So what's what's another uh, fucking great example where there's a thing early on that's obviously going to be the thing at the end? You know what I mean? There's there's so many. Um, but if, if done well enough, it doesn't, it really doesn't, doesn't matter. You know, you know what? Fuck Anthony Dewar (laughs) and his fake ass cathedral ripoff story. (laughs) Oh Christ. That's, that's just the, um, 4.8% beer talking on an empty stomach. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could tell. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm a sissy. (laughs) I, um, yeah, I, I I love I love that I understood it and the more I read it I find more language. I like that I get the story 
and the story for me hasn't changed and my big you know takeaways mm-hmm. like metaphors like those things stay the same but i'm picking up as like the bits of the writing that i'm really now into and that i missed before yeah. because you do have 30 pages you know what i mean you have a lot of of um acreage here to uh to explore you know there's a lot of settings. Uh, we jump around a little bit. Even like the chronology of it is interesting. You know, he, it's yeah. not a linear stero- story. Um, so yeah, no, I I really love it. And I and I'll say the the rest of the the uh, collection is really is really fantastic. And there's all these different. Um, I don't want to say like people with like superhuman whatever, but there's there's these interesting things that happen to people and then the result of those things that have happened um if left to fester if you know uh, uh encouraged whatever it might be um mm-hmm. you know sort of point their lives in these different and interesting ways and, and and i do wonder if 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 that idea of like something happened to me and that's why i'm this way is the thing that i actually take a little bit of issue with you know what i mean what do you mean exactly what like, do you mean no i don't so know like what you mean. that's something that i i hear a lot and it seems like an easy explanation of well you know where we try and convince ourselves of something well this happened so that's why i am x so that's why i do y you know what i mean th- th- this kind of thing like um yeah he he goes blind and he's in this this you know this this shell of darkness um but did he then have to amplify it uh, in these in these other ways you know and do these other characters uh who have something happen uh need to so directly um find a way to i don't know uh uh counter them or 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 I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, see, I've never gone blind. So that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't know that it wouldn't be on my mind all the fucking time and, and, and think of, of something to either forget about it or, or, or to embrace it and lean into it. You know, um, it's like, uh, physical stuff is, is, is really interesting because it's so present and just, visceral because it's physical it's not something that you can talk yourself out of or you can forget about or you can push down or you can for you know uh Mm. throw away or whatever it might be it's it's something that needs to be addressed because it's 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 there um but in in the story the blindness never actually is um a weakness of his it's not something that makes him less than anybody no 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 i'm, I'm saying like, it like en- but it enhances his senses and he leans into that like he's walking around in the fucking ocean picking up the mm-hmm. most poisonous fucking things because his yeah. his his tactile sense is heightened you mm-hmm. know i don't know how he how he knows if people can actually feel that stuff and know it's but crazy but he does right so that's 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 the thing yeah. that's what's happened and um yeah, and 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 so why? I, I guess that's the thing. Like, why wouldn't you, if you have a thing, dude? That's so crazy. Actually, there I, I got a stupid fucking haircut last night, and I was talking about how I want to like lose a few pounds so I can shave off this stupid fucking beard, 
And the mm-hmm. the stylist is like, um, if you can grow a beard, then you should have a beard. And I was like, Be- what? And she was like, if if you can do it, the, the people there's people that can't. If you can grow a beard, then you should keep a beard. But and and it was so simple to her, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. like that. Th- if this, then that. And I wonder if that's something that that people think. Like, if I can throw a baseball really, really fucking fast, I should just continue to do that. Yeah, you know. I get it. Yeah. So I don't know. I I mean I th- I think that's reductive, but I do. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> it is. It is. But yeah. I, but I yeah I think we've we've addressed so much. That you can that you can you know really now start to go off the rails a little bit with with the big yeah, ideas I th- here. I think that if you are still listening, you should um, read the story. It's it's the leadoff story, if I'm correct, right? Um, yeah, yeah, it's the first story in the collection. Yeah, the other one, the leadoff story, leadoff story, <laughs> little baseball reference. Um, yeah, the the one that follows the hunter's wife is also. Uh, that got a ton of praise too. I forget what that came. Yeah, out I, I understand from the review I read that there's a touch of magical realism. Or my, uh, did I misread? Yeah, there is. There's some magical realism okay. in there. Um, All right. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, it's just so funny. You see like his picture, and you do you his what like the picture of him, you know, and, okay. and you don't expect it to, to be. Well, now I gotta look the way up. it is. Uh, what. Do you expect it to be? I expect more like Hemingway esque kind of stuff. You know what I mean? No, it looks like he looks like Billy Corgan. Yeah, and uh, huh. and, and you're you're getting Ava a door, and uh, you're you're <laughs> expecting Chera Brock. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> All right, there we there go. There we go. Um, yeah. What was? Hey, um, my final thought is that this story is awesome. And I, um, despite my outburst, um, which I stand by, I don't say things I don't mean. Um, that's not a lot. That's yeah, not I true. Say. I say a lot of things I don't mean. Half the things I say I on this cast that's are most of the cast. purely out of <laughs> spite or to get uh, a reaction. It's for the ratings. Ratings, baby. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a regular old Howard Stern. I'm just doing it for the shock. Sit on that speaker. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I dig it. I dig it. And I'm glad that I read it and I am going to track down a copy of the, uh, full collection and continue on. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, that's what I was saying. The, um, the story that follows won, uh, the O. Henry prize, you know, it's very, very awarded, very awarded dude, this guy. Um, irony. And uh, did she shell? Did she uh, sell her uh, her shells? <laughs> the um, the story for me is one that I think is a great introduction for my ninth grade students to literature that they wouldn't come across, uh, and mm-hmm. that's why I like it a lot. Um, for them for our discussions to open up the world of like especially because the ninth grade come from all over so they all have these different interactions with literature some read for fun of like you know and others have not and so to hear the discussions between them and and the the sort of competing ideas i love it um yeah i i love when i teach my freshmen i love instilling 
um, a, a sense of uselessness and futility in them. <laughs> you know, like, um, was this what he wanted? Was this what God's plan for 60-some years of life led up to? Yeah. Like, it's, it doesn't matter what you want, what you yeah. think. You have no agency. No. Yeah. I, 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 and it's, I, it is fun when they get to that and they, you see them, f- like, physically reject it. And they go, mm-hmm. you just shake their heads. Like, uh, can't be, it can't be yeah. that. Um, no. and, and that's great. That's great because then, you know, it was there at one point and, and, and they might revisit it with something else they read um, or experience. In any case, I love it. Uh, I think the co- collection's fantastic. I always get something new out of it and the writing is beautiful. Um, so strongly suggest it. And speaking of things that are beautiful, we are going to move right along to Stevie Wonder's uh, Inner Visions, which is just a, a, a wonderful, um, an absolutely wonderful album. Um, and it is, it is another one. And I didn't do this on purpose because we all know how I feel about awards. But, like, it, it, it is, holy shit. Um, he loves awards, listeners. Dude, it is, the, it, is, it is one that, you know, they're linked in this way. I, th- I would argue the, you know, besides like maybe the Nobel uh, Prize for Literature, like the Pulitzer is, is, is a super high one. Uh, this is a Grammy winning album for, for best album. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's always on the lists of greatest albums of all time. Uh, it's always in like the top 50 of those lists. Um, and it is uh, just a, a, a really fantastic album that I think for, for Stevie um, is a, a turning point. Well, whereas the um, the Shell Collector is his his debut collection, um, Stevie's Inner Visions I think is his fifteenth or sixteenth album. Sixteenth, um, incredible, that's, right? It's fucking that's fucking wild. And and it's 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 awesome because you know Stevie's one of those artists that has been around for so long. Like there have I had Jimi Hendrix's BBC sessions, and there were two or three tracks where Stevie's on the drums. Because he was recording somewhere else in the studio, yeah. and he's a kid. He, I think he's he's real young, and he just comes in and jams with Jimi Hendrix, and it's this wild thing to to think about, you know, influence and things like that. But Inner Visions to me, and and where we actually get this uh, the connection, I think, um, is is talking about like doing something like pushing oneself doing something unexpected and then a literal level stevie wonder and this is the thing that that might be news to uh to some of the listeners and perhaps even yourself three days after intervisions came out stevie was asleep in the front seat of his buddy's car behind a logging semi uh and the truck slammed on its brakes and one of the logs shot through the windshield and smashed him in the head and put him in a coma for 10 days. And when he got out, he had lost his sense of smell. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Yep. Did he get it back? I think uh, over time he did, he did end up getting it yeah. back, yeah. But uh, maybe, you know, to some percent, you know, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, he was so afraid. And I think this is the thing that, that's, to me, the, the big connection is like, he was so afraid that he had lost his musical uh, ability. Um, that he didn't want to even like touch an instrument after he had come out of the coma, and how how old was he when that happened? Did you say I that? I did not say that. Uh, how old? W- that's a good question. I don't actually know. 
how old he was. Yeah, I'm checking out his, his bio right now just to see. It was it was three days after the album came out, and the album came out in 73. Oh, so he was like 22 years old. Yeah. 23. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, wait, no, he was older than that. He was born in 1950. Wow, yeah. Wild. Um, so in any case, yeah. So he's, he's, he's 23 and, um, and the, the, he, he comes out because I forget if it was his manager or, or, a friend, uh, went up to him and started singing, uh, higher ground to him and Stevie mm-hmm. started tapping in time, even though he was still like in the coma, but he started tapping in time and then he came out a little while later. Um, but yeah, this, this idea of like having some sort of traumatic experience, having something happen and something's taken from you and, and, and what that does to you, I think is, is, is a big theme here. Um, and with inner visions, I think one of the, the things that I love about it, um, is it feels like he's, he's doing stuff like even when I heard it, you know, in the, in the, uh, well, I heard the songs forever. Um, I actually mm-hmm. was acquainted with, uh, this album by way of the red hot chili peppers cause they covered higher ground. Yeah. Um, but, uh, this, this whole, uh, th- this, this whole album with the, with the street sounds and, uh, y- you know, living for the city and, and, and too high and, and, uh, visions and like, these are like longer songs that have a lot of like social commentary and just stuff that I didn't expect from a dude who I thought was exclusively like wedding <clears throat> pop music, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and then when I started looking at the reviews and digging in on it, it was something where it's like, no, he, yeah, he was, he was turning a corner here. This is where he was doing some stuff that hadn't actually been done before. And he's, he's trying things out in a way that wasn't, uh, um, you know, a typical way that he would, he would do things. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I think this album is just a collection of songs that feel like they shouldn't work as well together as they do. I think that the album sounds coherent sonically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the production on this thing, the mixing, um, I had to look up what type of bass was on a lot of these songs. It's Stevie playing a Moog bass. So it's like a synth bass. Yeah. Well, he's using that old like Tonto system too, right? Uh-huh. Like that, um, yeah, yeah, that yeah. crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the size of a, uh, of a Volkswagen. Right. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I think that sonically it works well together. I'm, I might, I don't know, ruffle some feathers here. I don't think it's that great of an album. Really? I think that Living for the City... For, okay, I'm going to say this. I don't think there's a bad song on the album. Okay. Like, they're, they're all, like, thoughtful. I feel like they all do what they were set out to do with, with thoughtfulness and intention. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first two tracks are cool, but then Living for the City comes on. Like, oh, fuck, why didn't you lead off with this? Oh, really? You know? And then higher ground, and then living for the city, <laughs> and then higher ground. I mean, it's that dude. The, the, those fucking rule, but like, I don't know. I love too high, and and I love the 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 kind of glue of don't you worry about a thing, mama. Like that's that's a that's a jam, dude. 
Okay, so I think I lied. There is a bad track on this album, and it is Don't You Worry About a Thing. Yeah, why? Because Radio killed the video star there? I think so. No, it's 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 so out of left field. It's like he's established a thing, and then it's, it's I agree some with you like there. fucking Bobby McFerrin <laughs> Don't Worry Be Happy nonsense. I, no no shade on Bobby McFerrin. I love that guy. Yeah. But, um, why might he have done that? Um, baby... I mean, he's a he's a he's a he's a fucking just like song machine, and I wonder, Stevie. yeah, and I wonder if yeah. he kind of uh, is is one to put songs on albums that he knows are going to do well and make the people that pay him happy. I always wonder yeah. when people can make a good pop song if they if they have. I know they do keep a few in the back pocket, so mm-hmm. like you know what this album will sell because this one's on there. So here's here's a larger um, conversation because I, I don't know how much we need to actually parse inner visions. Right. Um, yeah. An album, like a classic album <laughs> for the past 40, 40 years, yeah. 50 years, 50 years this August, 50 years. Um, wow. I, I think, so this is his 16th album and he was 23, 24 when it came yeah. out. Um, I think that Stevie wonder suffers from the same affliction that Paul McCartney does is that they're too good. Yeah. I could see that. And that the shit comes so easily that they this is how they think. And and so frequently and in such abundance. Yeah. that they it's not like mortals where <laughs> it's like you get that good idea and like you fucking I must see it, it through. You make, yeah. yeah. They're like, "No, baby, this is great." And it's like and they're right. It's really <laughs> okay. good. But hey, can you pump the brakes and can we actually really yeah make this as awesome as it should be? Mm. I wonder that it's great. You know who? But can we make it awesome? You know who suffers from that too? Uh, Prince. Um, yeah, too much. Yep. Too high. Yeah, it's. I'm trying to get a full. I'm trying to get a list of how many albums Stevie Wonder oh, has. Who knows? And also, they credit him when he's. Uh, I think they credit him when he's like on however many songs on an album too like he he because he he's been on so much stuff it's it's nuts 23 studio albums that's bananas it's bananas three three soundtracks four live albums 11 compilations one box set 91 singles but really the big thing here is the 23 studio albums yes and i think you're right i think there is something well i know there's something to be said about like honing and just mm-hmm. because, like, I don't know if you watched the uh, recent documentary about uh, Tom Petty making wa- wildflowers, right? And and they, they come up with enough material, and it's a very free uh, thing. Like, he was working with Jeff Wynn for years, and then he, he, he d- works with, uh, what's his name on that one? Um, mm-hmm. uh, dude who did System of a Down albums, and uh, uh, Rick Rubin. And, uh, and so yeah, he's working yeah, yeah. with him on that. And it's a much more free, much more organic like we're not going to structure things. We're just going to let it fly. Mm-hmm. And they come up with these, this double album of stuff and then they have to cut it down to to 10 songs. And it is pretty wild to think about like what it would have been uh, if Wynn was the was the producer on that. And would we have gotten some of these these tracks that, you know, really create a, a or give us a different sense of of who 
Petty was and, and what, what, what was going on and, and yeah. stuff like that. So not to talk about Petty while we're talking about Stevie, but I think it is a very similar thing. Like when you're 16 albums in and you're young and you're crushing, crushing, mm-hmm. like the freedom you're afforded, I think, even in that era, uh, even because he's on an, a Motown offshoot, I think, um, you're given some, you know, you're given enough freedom to just do what, what you feel. Um, and, yeah. and I think sometimes, yeah, you, you wonder, would we have gotten the stuff that we like on this if there was somebody holding the reins a little tighter? Yeah. Let, let me point something out here. Um, here's the thing that I thought of years and years and years ago, and I've never really done a ton of deep diving on it. Yep. But I think it holds true. Um, and there's all sorts of factors that make this not a true uh, scientific analysis. I feel like bands, they create, or artists, create their masterpieces musically, musically, mm-hmm. um, in their mid to late 20s. Mm. The, uh, I thought about this. Um, Radiohead took them a few albums before they got the OK Computer. Yep. They're, they were in the late 20s. Um, the Beatles, Let It Be, they were like 25 to 28, you know, when they did that. Um, uh, Pink Floyd, you know, by the time it took it took them that long before they kind of got like, they kind of hit that streak of Wish You Were Here, Dark Side of the Moon, The Wall. Yeah. So let me just, I can go on and on. Let me point something out here. Stevie was releasing two albums per year almost since he came out. So um, 69 was, he had one album, two, three in 1970, <laughs> one in 71, Two in '72, and then this in '73. Yeah, and then um, fulfilling this is first finale in '74, July '74, and then something interesting happens here. I don't know his life story. He could have been sick. He could have been on tour. Right? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but something interesting happens. He doesn't release another album. A guy that was doing at almost minimum two per year. Yeah, on average doesn't release another album for two and a for a little over two years and that album is songs in the key of life ah. which is his fucking masterpiece yes. right yes precisely he's probably he's like 25 26 mm-hmm. so yeah i'm using this as evidence that if you just fucking slow down these geniuses a little bit yeah and i'm saying this without knowing anything about why it took two years from one to the other what was involved with songs in the key of life yeah um this is just a i'm just looking at a release yeah just looking at numbers but yeah Yeah. no i think that holds quite a bit of water um there's like like you said there's so there's so much evidence for it and i and i wonder you know what that means in terms of like why that happens do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like is that something that we can attribute to the because you know the more you play the better you get especially in front of people Mm. right there's i don't think there's many people who can um be in a room unto themselves oh there's a connection right that can be isolated Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that genius will be cultivated in the same way as if they're performing you know um and so i do wonder if um perhaps the um uh, stop for him or just like the idea that you've been going and doing this for so long and now you get a moment and you you you're able to to use 
and, and sort of process all that you've learned from playing in front of all these people, getting that, that back and forth between a crowd and yourself and what you're doing that they like and what you're doing that, that's pushing mm -hmm. them and what you're doing that they really dislike and, and making sense of things. And then you go off and, 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 and from that, with that knowledge, you can produce something that's, that's a masterpiece or, or, or something yeah. close to it. Um, because, yeah, I, I, I just, you know, we've talked about this a number of times, but just from experience, you, you, you go out and, and you play X amount of shows. Playing one show is five practices, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then you, you do a tour and that's years of practice uh, at mm -hmm. once. And you come back and, and you go, wow, look what I can do now. Like you have different abilities after you've done that. Yeah. You're, you're better in, in ways that you didn't even think like you could do or you could you could improve upon. Um, and mm -hmm. it's it's a wild experience. And so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, the thing that sucks about that is especially some of the older artists that you're mentioning, like their touring schedules were were soul crushing. Non nonstop. Yeah. 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 Nonstop. Like I was looking at this hardcore band that I like hers and they uh, have been touring. They did the entire month. They played a show every day for the month of April and a few at the end of March and a few in the beginning of May here. Uh, it's like six straight weeks of, of touring. And that was like giving me heart palpitations to think about. And we're talking about guys who did it for a year and a half, two years mm -hmm. without stopping. It's wild. It's yeah, it's insane. Um, and I wonder if that kills them. That's what I'm saying. I wonder if that crushes the creative spirit. I wonder if that crushes the, 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 the thing that was so natural and inherent, just like a, a, a flowing well, um, if it runs dry because of, all the, cause, cause, cause of that sort of uh, conditioning. I, th I think it uh, has to do with touring conditions, like the camaraderie within a band, um, the power dynamics, the structure. Yeah. You know, I think there's, there's so many factors. Um, yeah, but Inner Visions, cool album. Love the way it sounds. Mm -hmm. Love that Stevie's a, a polymath when it comes to uh, his his art. Yeah. Oh yeah, I want to get a Moog bass. I, or or oh, I got to dial that in. Oh dude, there's this on Logic. You know, Moog has this awesome thing that looks like an or you know the foot pedals for an organ. Mm -hmm. It's a bass, but you play it yeah. with your foot. And you're meant to be able yeah. to, to sort of like play along. You, you've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. I think well, it's no, called I mean, the, the Titan or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know that exactly. But, you know, going back to J.S. Bach, <laughs> you know, a pipe organ, Yeah. you know, in, in Brandenburg, you know. Yeah. Uh, people said that he could play the foot pedals better than most people could play with, with their hands. Wow. Like a keyboard. So yeah, that the bass movement with the feet. That's crazy. Yeah, it's called. It's like a whole keyboard at your feet. Yeah. It's called the Moog Taurus. Yeah. Uh, so cool. Um, yeah. In any case, I, I agree with you. I, my, uh, you know, final thoughts, uh, if if that's where I'm at, and I think I am, are, um, I love that this album is super well done, very listenable, and. I don't know is is sort of this this wild mix of like it's I think it's just weird for me being the age that I am to think of Stevie like really 
putting out what he wants to say and knowing it well enough at 23 mm-hmm. to go, yeah, this yeah. is what I this is what I want to say. This is what I want to comment on. Like he's talking about sy- systemic racism, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's something that like is is in terms of like the the social conversation and the, the larger conversation. Um, I know it's been around for a really long time, but that coined phrase and, and, and that whole idea, I think, is a relatively recent thing that's been you know put into the public consciousness um mm-hmm. and and he was already he was already at it so i don't know i, I think oh, this album gives is probably experiencing abs- it, oh, definitely and I, I think that this album for me gives me um a deeper respect for for the artist yeah. um here's my tongue-in-cheek hot take fuck stevie wonder and this <laughs> album because I don't think without this album, Steely Dan wouldn't have sounded as much like shit as they do. <laughs> yeah, you think that they're like, they heard this and they were this, like, this is what we're going to, this is our whole thing. Let's do it, but let's do it worse. Let's be corny. Yeah, let's, it's just, it's so smooth. They suck so much. Um, fucking Michael McDonald's. Jesus. I fucking, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I think that that's, that's a, that's a whole other conversation, but I think there are some artists that can do things and somehow from them it's cool and from others it's not, it's only that guy can do it. It's just them. Yeah. Don't I mean, do it. it's just them. At the end of the day, she will be loved. Dude. Yeah. I can't tell you how many bands I've seen that I'm like, wow. This sounds exactly like something that I really love when they do it, and you just can't. Yeah. You can't. And it's not even like an elitist thing. Like, if they were doing mm. it well, I'd be like, "Awesome! This is my new favorite band." Uh, they just can't. Yeah. You just can't do it. It's it's like wearing someone else's underwear. It's the same size. They might have been washed and cleaned, but it's like yes, that's a great yeah, analogy. I don't want to wear don't, your bathing suit. No. I don't want to wear your brother's bathing suit. Well, stop it. It's weird. I have basketball shorts, and I, they're yeah. on me right now, and I'm going to continue to wear them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's an interesting thing. I think we got to keep that in the, the back of the brain. Um, that's something cool to explore. Speaking. My brain's full of beer. Well, just the idea, like, can artists, like, are there, are there some artists that are the only ones that can do the thing? You know what I mean? That's the thing yeah, to me. Absolutely. That's, that's fascinating. Um, moving on. And to, to tie it all together, the return. I picked the return. Um, one, because, you know, uh, some of this book f- is set in these out there places. And I think Dewar himself is from Idaho. Or he's from Ohio, but he lives in Idaho. Um, and, you know, this is, a, this is an Alaskan beer company um, that is delicious because the water in Alaska has got to be the purest fucking thing on the planet. Um, but also the name, the return, I feel like that's such a, a thing like coming back from something, uh, is, is a theme throughout these, these things. So I'm going to crack this puppy. Do you want to talk about your, uh, your lucky Buddha while I do? Yeah, it's just quickly. Uh, this is a beer called lucky Buddha. Sure. Hit. Super special enlightened lager from Lucky Drink Company Productions. It's a Chinese beer uh, brewery. It is a p- 
Pilsner, I would have to guess. I didn't look it up. I just am looking at the bottle. 4.8%. Bottle's awesome. It's got a cat. Some lucky dice. Four-leaf clover. <laughs> Happy smiling Buddha. It tastes like, um, you know, you're a good old run-of-the-mill pissy Pilsner. Drinkable. Yeah. Check bar. I, I drink it again. Yeah, no, I like that one. I do. Uh, you know what it reminds me of, uh, and perhaps I'm misremembering it, but if in my memory serves, it reminded me of like a Stella or something. Yeah, yep, that's accurate. Um, so I'm drinking Anchorage Brewing Company's The Return. Anchorage, uh, Alaska is where these guys are from. Uh, founded by Gabe Fletcher and known uh, for its specialized skill and style in barrel fermentation through the use of Breta uh, Anakmalis. Breta and oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah. And souring cultures, so like that's I, those things are in sour beers, yeah, yeah. And and they have oh my god, the the names are great. Um, the the bitter monk, love buzz, the tide mm-hmm. and its takers, Anadromanus, uh, uh, Calabaza burial, um, within us. And there's like some the, the labels are cool. The the beer is delicious. Um, and there is that sort of souring overtone in a lot of them. Like I'm drinking a Saison, which has that sort of naturally. Um, but mm-hmm. I've had a few of these. And, um, yeah, there is like that really delicious sort of overtone to most of them. So, yeah, I, uh, I think it's fantastic. They're distributed like worldwide as well, um, which is. What's the name of it again? Uh, Anchorage Brewing Company. Um, What's the name of the beer? The beer is The Return, which is. Uh, of the. The Jedi. Yeah. It's just like, and that's what a lot of the names are, these like darkest. Pop culture references. Kind of, but like Darkest Hour, Pie Assassin, mm-hmm. White Out Whitbeer, The Sacrifice, Shapeshift Black. Like I'm just literally scrolling mm-hmm. into nothingness, yeah. the ghosts in their eyes. And uh, it's, it's uh, there's a, like a enormous list as well. They've, they've made quite, quite a few beers. Um, Ooh, a deal with the devil, double oaked, yeah, dude. Aged, uh, triple oak. There's a lot. Uh, oh, I gotta get, I gotta get some of these deal with the devils. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot. Weirdly, they have one that was added, uh, uh, November sixteenth, twenty nineteen, called Corvid Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit. That's wild. timely. <laughs> yeah, greed, origin, wolf child, tired but wired. Like, I don't know. They seem like uh, uh, if they were my local, I would I would be there pretty often. And they seem like a fun bunch of, of people that are putting these beers out. Road trip. We can drive there, right? I would love to go to Alaska. What are your thoughts on Alaska? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've, half of me feels like I'm for it. Yeah. Uh, the other half from the bit that I know from um, purely from political landscape mm. and from reading into the wild and the, mm-hmm. all the stuff that surrounds that is I think the little, people, little scary. yeah, they might be like, you don't go to Alaska unless you're running from something mm. and you don't stay in Alaska unless you need to. <laughs> yeah. That, and that, I mean, I could be way off base. I think it's could, probably it be, beautiful it, though. It, it could, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You could be like, why would I ever want to leave? This is great here. That's how I feel about Montana. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little bit remote, but like um, a little bit. It's enormous and it's very 
rural and the political landscape in certain areas of it is is uh, are you know you know pretty uh contentious but yeah um it's so goddamn beautiful and there are these like really wonderful little pockets that um are fantastic so mm-hmm. in any case that's i alaska for me is, has always been some i when i was in high school i at one point was going to um work to become a greenhorn uh deep sea snow crab fisherman mm-hmm. to like challenge myself because it was like the most dangerous job or whatever at the time yeah. and i was like you know what um i really i thought like there's no there's no quest you know or a thing to like prove yourself which is a weird perhaps it's a hyper masculine thing i don't know the way i was thinking at that point but there's there's no perhaps about it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah there's yeah for sure and then like 911 yeah. happened and i remember thinking like oh jesus christ like this is actually the thing that people do is something like this happens and then they go to war mm-hmm. or they fucking you know they, they prove yeah. themselves that way and then i thought like am i really going to kind of fuck with my life like you know what i mean not and it's not mm-hmm. any offense to snow crab fishermen or, or soldiers or anything like that but um yeah i'm like a weird artist drummer you know so so that's what i did yeah you d- you don't belong um you know a, a gun doesn't i think i'm better be served in, in other areas you know i mean my my yeah. whoever or whatever i am is is better served elsewhere um yeah yeah huh I don't know, but I would like to go. I would love to see the sky. I would love to see the mountains. I'd love to do some fishing for some yeah. for some fucking trout up there. Uh, some nice salmon. Oh my god, dude! I could only imagine those things would rip your fucking arm off. I went. I go tuna fishing sometimes, and mm-hmm. and it's it's so intense. And when I was like lifting weights and drumming all the time, I was like very strong, and it was still fucking eighty pounds of fish. Is eighty pounds of fucking solid muscle fish? I I yeah. can only imagine. And it's. And it's not a dead weight. That's no, fighting. they're like struggling, and 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 they're they're fighting for their lives. They think we're gonna fucking, which we are, gonna kill yeah, them. They think right. <laughs> they <laughs> you're right. fucking <laughs> nice. You're smart. Way to go. Yeah, I know. Hey, I, I got a rating system. Let's hear it. Um, have you ever seen that movie, um, Stand by Me? Oh, buddy. Okay, so here we go. This is what I thought of because are you of, being serious? Uh, yeah. Who the fuck hasn't seen that movie? Lots of people. It's an old movie, Nick. You know what I'm finding? This year and last, all of my references are falling on deaf ears. Because Dude, I'm forgetting the things that are baseline references for me are not even registering. Dude, you got to stick with your clan. Our, our fucking 10th graders don't know who Boys the Men are. And we are in Philadelphia. Yeah, why would they? Fuck off, dude. Why would When's the last why would when's they? the last time a Boys the Men song has been on a radio station that like Yeah, matters? but 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 that's not a good metric. Because there's other things that haven't been on the radio, and everybody knows They know Selena. They know Selena, but they don't know Boys the Men. This is my point. Well, she was, Selena was a tragic story. All right. Yeah, maybe that's where we're fucked up. We love the yeah. the tragedy. Tra- yeah. yeah, it's perpetuated. Mm. Motown Philly, Boys to if Men. I, if in twenty year, in ten years I'm still teaching and people know fucking uh, uh, Aaron Carter. But not fucking boys to men or whatever. Uh, it's gonna blow my mind because he's a tragic story. Sounds like you've got a a crusade. 
All right. So anyway, the movie Stand By yep. Me, 1986, Steven Spielberg with Rob a young Jerry O'Connell. Reiner. Yeah, I'm just making stuff up. I don't even know if that year was right. It's not. Rob Reiner was the director. Um, I give <laughs> The Shell Collector um, uh, six out of seven leeches Ooh. on your wiener. <laughs> Listen, you don't go in the water right. and expect to, you That's know? a visceral scene. That's a yeah. visceral scene. Yep. I give Inner Visions five out of seven leeches on the weenie. Okay. And I give the Lucky Buddha um, four out of seven leeches on the weenie. It's a good system. Um, man, I'm, uh, you're consistently great with these. Uh, I am going to give the Shell Collector short story collection End story. Um, uh, seven out of seven leeches on the weenie. Every time I come back to it, I get something new. And I just uh, as a writer, I love it mm-hmm. in that way. But but as a fan of literature, I also love it. So I'll give it that. Uh, Inner visions. I give a uh, six out of seven leeches on the weenie because the more we talked about it, and honestly, in the re-listen. It, there are some moments where I do w- wonder, like, should this song have been on there? Um, it was cohesive, but not quite unified. Uh, and then the Anchorage Brewing Return, Table Saison, I will give uh-huh. a um, five and a half out of seven leeches on the weenie. Because, frankly, I've had Saisons that I can drink many of, and these are, are, are a lot. You know what I mean? It's mm. just a little bit more, and I like these to be ones that I can have, like, three of, and, and I can have one. Yeah, you don't want to be bogged down by one Saison. Right. It's the, it's the sourness that's doing it. It, it right? absolutely is. It's a, it's a, yeah. And I think maybe they are very forward with that because that's what they're known for and they have this whole process mm-hmm. that's really unique or whatever it might be. But like I, I like ones that that's just that's just uh that that flows over the tongue and then it leaves. And this yeah. this one's kind of stays. Um and so that's that's my that's the trouble with that with that. But it is good. It's tasty. What did I say five? Hey. Five leeches? Yeah, five leeches. You said five and a half. Five, I'll give it five and a half. Yeah. Cuz it's tasty. I mean it's tasty. It's what you it's what you said. That's what we'll do. Well, you'll you'll see that in post. <laughs> hey, cheers! Cheers! Good to see you, bud. You too, man. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Mister M I S T E R underscore Nick N I C K. We'll catch you next time for <laughs> episode three, season seven, episode season three, seven, next. episode three, and there will probably be a mystery guest. Stick me, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs>